This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to an impromptu View from the Gladys Street podcast with me, Ian Kroll. As we ran out of time in yesterday's show, I was unable to read out the fan questions sent in via the Royal Blue Facebook group. But as promised, I brought some friends along to answer those questions in what is now part two of the fan podcast. With me, I've got Paul Wheelock and Sam Carroll, who are going to provide some blinding answers. Hello, lads. How are you doing? All right, mate. All the better for seeing you, Kroll. Cheers, Sam. Thanks very much. Um, right, we'll just go into it. It's going to be a short podcast, but like I said, um, the questions didn't get asked yesterday in the show, so we're going to get some uh, get some answers from our very own Echo journalists um, Sam Callum Lapsley he's, uh, he's asked this is Silver out of his depth or has he been very unlucky with decisions mistakes etc could one of the big uh, big games at home uh, be a turning point ahead of uh, in the next couple of weeks I think it's going to definitely depend on, on the nature of the performance I think Cardiff now a few weeks ago just seemed like one of those games where we a little bit like the Huddersfield game where we turn up and win now you feel a little bit like if we if we don't beat Cardiff and then we absolutely roll over in the dar- derby after Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. If we absolutely Sunday. roll over in that game, you know, another Spurs performance. You know, you imagine taking a heavy beating. <sighs> Would there be any way back from that? It's difficult. It's, it's sad in a way to, to, to think that a few weeks ago you couldn't say nothing bad about Silva. You, you wouldn't be able to write anything bad about Silva because, you know, and rightly so, the, the feeling was quite positive about him. Now... He's kind of got that weight of pressure on his shoulders, and I agree with I agree with the sense that uh, the a big game at Goodison could be the turning point. You know, once those Everton fans turn, it's very very difficult to get them back. As we've seen, you know, Farhad Mashiri quite often once the fans have gone, he's made that decision to change the manager. Is he out of his depth? I don't. I, th- I still think it's too soon to judge that one. Uh, the problem, the big problem, Silver has, from, has made for himself is that if he does get through this season. Uh, and you know we're kind of playing roughly like what we're playing like now maybe a, a slight upturn just to get a little bit of pressure off his back you lose three or four you're opening five six seven games next season and and that's where the pressure will really be on so at the moment he's certainly doing his stock no favours Paul is he showing signs that he is out of his depth you know things can turn on his head quickly can't he is he is he heading for deep waters if we get beat by Cardiff and then obviously put up the, the Merseyside derby? You've got to put into context of what Mishiri said recently. You know, we, he seems to offer uh, Silver his backing, but at the same t- time, it, it doesn't really who you're managing, what level you're managing at. If you've lost 10 out of 16, if that was to become 12 out of 18, you are getting towards untenable at, at that race. I think you've got to try and take the emotion out of it in a way because... I don't think any Evertonian wants Everton to become known as a sacking club, which it probably would if Silver was to go early, certainly this season. But at the end of the day, is that run of form at the moment good enough for Everton? No, but as Sam rightly says, it's it's probably a bit too early just yet to start saying he's out of his depth, he's got to go. And I certainly don't get that the feel of the wider fan base. There's certainly clearly a growing number of supporters who are beginning to have questions. But I do think these next two games are crucial. Cardiff away on the Tuesday they play at home the Friday before against Watford if they were to win that and you'd I'd back Cardiff to beat Watford at home on a Friday night particularly with the ride of um, the wave of emotion that's behind Cardiff at the moment and then if they were to beat Everton it'd be two points the gap between Cardiff and Everton and a lot of people put Cardiff down as one of the 
maybe the favourites to go up down as the third team. So that's a pretty scary situation. And then, yeah, the derby, yes. I, it could be it could be the making of him, though. You know, like, let's try and look at it positively. If he was to get a result, a draw or a win against Cardiff and then to take something off Liverpool and particularly beat them, you know, it could be the making of him. Nice touch to finish on a positive I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, I, I hope that's answered your questions there, Callum. Um, Mark David-Smith has asked this, so Sam, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but he's kind of asked if they do sack Silva, would Eddie Howe be a good replacement or would he be you know, a potential future Everton manager? He's definitely got the, the kind of makings for, for a future Everton manager. You know, he's quite young still, probably a similar age to what David Moyes was when he first arrived at the club, but I just think at the moment we've went through some... Seemingly so many managers in a, in a short period of time that I don't even know who would make a good Everton manager anymore. And, and as you said, it's probably not worth thinking about until that decision comes. Paul Eddie Howe's got a bit of a, a terrible defensive record, hasn't he? Even worse than Silver, so is it probably at the moment wouldn't be the way to go if you know things t- took a turn for the worst. It's a tricky one, isn't it? You know, he's done an incredible job at Bournemouth to get them up from League Two to the Premier League in ten years. He's an Evertonian as well, Eddie yeah. Howe. So you know, that's another string to his bow. But I, I'm just with Sam. Really, I'm just a bit tired. I really want Silver to work out, you know, because it, it just feels like there's been too many change of managers in recent years and you know maybe we are longing for the days of like a David Moyes not particularly I know not every sport would say longing for David Moyes but that kind of period of stability which the club desperately needs but that's balanced up against the fact that you can't have stability if you're losing so many matches so yeah I'm not looking at the next manager yet but in a way it's too early but hopefully the powers that be even though backing Marco Silva and rightly so because they've <laughs> may end up paying a lot of money for his services if things go the way they may go with Watford uh, I also hope they're looking at contingency plans particularly if these next two games go badly OK Mark I hope that answers your question um, Sam Carl Oscar Lieberg and Matthew Barry they both kind of asked the similar question so I'll just put it into one would not sacking Silver put us in an even worse position um, than we were after sacking Koeman Um the next manager who was to come in, he's probably going to want his own players, isn't he? So it kind of, again, would be another, you know, mismatch of, of, of like four or five different managers, wouldn't it? It would, but I think this time we've got uh, Marcel Brands. Almost called Steve Brands then. <laughs> A mishmash of Steve Walsh and Marcel don't, don't Brands. Don't say that, bloody hell. Being interesting. Part, part suave, director of football, part PE teacher. Um, be quite interesting. What a vision. Yeah, I think I think we've got Marcel, and I think the, the other thing is that you know when Sam Allardyce came in, when Marco Silva came in, you know especially when Silva came in because he had Walcott and Tokson as well, but certainly Allardyce, you know, did inherit a, a squad of players that a, a lot of square pegs getting shoved into into round holes for the majority of Ronald Koeman's final untimely season so I think if a new manager came in he'd definitely be in a better position because I do think brands you know will work hard in the summer again to clear out the deadwood I think that's as much as a priority for Everton as is bringing in players and I think the one thing you can say of Silver so far is I'd definitely say you've got a, a big green big green light and a big thumbs up for Richarlison Lucas Dean positive enough from, from Zuma positive enough from Bernard and you know I think Mina's still finding his feet certainly but again by by no means a, a terrible sign by the looks of things so you know you're coming in to work with these good players you know there's still players like Jordan Pickford uh, you know if, trying to think of some of the good players that we've got <laughs> but there's obviously a, a good young core to the squad Tom Davis John Joe Kenny 
Calvert Lewin. You know, if you could secure Andre Gomez as well, uh, it'd certainly be a, be a positive. But you know, I, I still think that again we can't be getting ahead of ourselves, and I, I just think we've got to think if Silva can just arrest this little this little run, get a few positive results, a few positive performances, and get us going in the right direction again, then he, he he's built himself a, a decent platform in terms of the playing squad for next season you know we were talking about it then there's still so much dead wood there's players you forget about like people like Shani Tadajai who are still picking up a, a five figure wage from the club and and things like that so there's still there's still work to be done and I, I do think that the realism of the situation is if you keep losing football matches you will get sacked so hopefully hopefully he can turn it round and build on that platform that him and Brands who obviously have a pretty decent working relationship from everything we see and everything we hear uh, hopefully they can keep that going at least for another another season and, and see where that bit of stability gets us and ultimately if we're sitting here in the same position next season then you probably would have to say well he's had his chances he's had his four transfer windows four one yeah yeah um, so yeah Okay, Matthew, Carl, I hope that answers your question. Um, flying through the questions here, flying <laughs> through the questions. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Carew Rideout, interesting question this. Great name, things, great name. Great name, yeah. <laughs> John Carew or Paul Rideout? It's a great name, I'll give him that. Both get a game at the moment. <laughs> um, with how things have panned out over the pl- uh, past couple of seasons, in re- retrospect, should we have sacked Roberto Martinez in the first place? funny this I was speaking to a fella cutting my hair last night a blue and he said no it's a lovely haircut that one yeah, you're looking, you. looking very suave yeah, better suave. than yesterday when I got my profile photo god what a terrible day to have it done <laughs> anyway uh, and the fella cutting my hair said no he said it was too early he said looking back we talk about the manager situation you're going to reveal this fella's name as a source I didn't, I, I didn't ask it's the barbers where the Liverpool players go to you know? it was Phil Kirkbride it was Phil Kirkbride cutting your hair he's a man of all trades that's why he's off today yeah. <laughs> And he made a good argument. He, he said, like, you know, in that season, it, it definitely got off the rails, hadn't it? There's no question. Remember that Sunderland game, that 3-0 game, and just think, God, this is the end for him, surely. Is that when Allardyce was in charge of yes, Sunderland, wasn't it? Yeah, and Kone scored, in he, too. But he, he made a good point, and that season, Martinez prioritised the Cups, didn't he? And we yep. got to the semi-finals of the League Cup. And the FA Cup. And the FA Cup, and Lukaku scores that penalty. Who knows, Crystal Palace in the final, you would have backed our chances. I don't know. I, I, it got to the point where it felt like he had to go, that he'd lost the supporters. As Sam was saying earlier, I think Mishiri acts when it feels like the supporters, there's no turning back. But, but as Silva now not lost, you know, a minority of the supporters. I don't think it's a vocal one this time. It was clear like Southampton the last game of last season where people just did not want our dice in charge. And I'm pretty sure towards the back end of Martin's reign, there was people staying behind in the ground, weren't there? Yeah. I just think people, there's no desire for change at the club with Silva. I don't think people want to, oh, we just want you out. I don't think there's any dislike of him personally, I think. As a supporter, I think you'd quite like to see more of the person behind that. But maybe he's being a bit more charismatic, or because yep. he's very he's very level, isn't he? In, in win, draw, or defeat. I just I, to answer your question, I thought it, it's, it's easier with hindsight, isn't it? Martin has done a pretty good job with Belgium, and he did have some really good days, even in those the second season when it was it was nowhere near as good as the first. But there was there was an enjoyable moments there. Yeah, I think it was the right time to go. But you, has I, he not has he not earned his stripes with? With his, Bel- his Belgian performances and obviously getting to the semi-finals of the World Cup. Yeah, without question, he beat Belgium in a 
quarter-final playing a similar tactic to what Everton played against Arsenal didn't he beat Belgium Brazil manager he beat himself as a result he has beat himself no like yeah he'd probably get it after getting them to the semis wasn't it the semi-finals if he wants wants a club job he'd probably get a a, a really good one but only after this and maybe not in England but I think he'll get one abroad but then again what a talented group of players he's got I think I don't think he's as bad as a manager as he became at the end of Everton. But to answer the question, I think there was nowhere else for him to go. And that's the kind of problem with Everton at the moment. Like the managers seem, we seem to be getting to untenable positions. Like Koeman, it got untenable, didn't it? Allardyce in terms of like the perception towards him. Well, it wasn't a perception, just a feeling towards him. I just hope it doesn't go that way with Silva. I, I hate that question, the Martinez one, because towards the end of it, you've got to think, this was a pretty sound fellow we're talking about and we were... Who got the club? Who got the club and we were literally flying planes over. We were doing protests behind the behind the game. It, 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 was, it was... That last season was worse than the football Allardyce played. It was it was horrible. It was just side to side. It was boring. There was no passion. There, there was absolutely nothing from it and, and, it, and it kind of see, segued into that a little bit in the second in the second season as well. It was, it was the right time for Silver to go. It's totally different now. Silver to go? What's wrong with you two today? I know. <laughs> get up, get up, John. Get up at seven o'clock in the morning. Just flies my brain. You know? Yeah, it was the right. It was the right time for Martinez to go. I don't even think he's done that good a job with Belgium because that that's got the players because of easily won the World Cup. I think we have a tendency to look back uh, a little bit rose rose spectacle on 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 the Martinez reign. I even remember not really even being that bothered coming home from Wembley when we got beat by United because I just thought, well, that's it. Yeah, we'll, he'll get sacked. I just, I just wanted them, want them gone. It was, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, it's, no it's, regret. No, at the, at the end of the day, you, you can look back and and think about things, but it's in the moment, isn't it? And in the, and in the time, you've got to make these decisions. And Everton could not have started that next season with Martinez because if we'd have lost the first two or three games that season, there would have been an out and out mutiny. The, yeah. People would not have turned up to the stadium, and people wouldn't have bought season tickets. Which football, Premier League football clubs still even with this TV revenue money, live and die on the crowd turning up every weekend and it wouldn't have happened. So we're here where we are now. Uh, I think talking about new managers and talking about this and that, it's it's just, it's too soon. It's a little bit premature. I really, really hope for Silva because I do think he's an, although he doesn't kind of show it always, you know, you think about that Bournemouth goal, he, he, I think he does care. I think he's got emotion. You know, I still think he's a man who's, who's still kind of, if you watch his press conferences, getting to grips fully with, with just the English language mm, as well. Yeah. I think that counts against him sometimes. You know, every time I've uh, interacted with him at press conferences and after the game stuff, really polite, really nice man. Uh, so I really, really, for, for his sake, hope we beat Cardiff and Liverpool because I, I don't think I could sit here and defend them if we yeah. lost both those games. Mm. Quite the debate there caused by that question, mm-hmm. Paul. So uh, I told know. you it was an interesting one, didn't I? Bang Paul. Yeah. Bang Paul after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure the podcast finishes before you do that. Yeah. I'll press start first, eh? <laughs> um, okay. Next question, Carl Bloxham. Um, Paul, basically, he's just asking is the, the break that we've got now, the next you know 16 days, is it now 17 days, a good thing? Do it or do did we really need a, a match that virtually straight away or at least at the weekend to you know get back in the swing of things? I know it's that classic football cliche and all footballers do say it to be fair that when you lose a game 
you need the next one round the corner quickly to get over it. But it just feels like, I don't know about you, Sue, but every game at the moment, I'm not confident. Mm. No. Like whoever, home or away, I've just got that feeling we're going to get beat. Uh, he's got 17 days now to get to the bottom of this or to come up with a strategy to go to Cardiff and get something and get something from the derby as well because it's it's an absolutely crucial week. One, in terms of staying away from trouble because I know there's probably too many teams between Everton and the bottom, the third from bottom to, to really get tagged in but at the end of the day you could finish 16th, 17th. You know, we keep we only win one or two more games the rest of the season. It it will not look good for him. Yeah. Uh, stay up or not. And then Liverpool, it's just absolutely massive. Liverpool have an amazing season. They they could well win the league and if they do that'd be some achievement given how good a side Man City are. So if he was to go there and inspire an Everton team to a win, that could stop Liverpool from winning the league or at least really damage the chances. As I said earlier, it's it's massive. He's got he's got no excuses now. He's got two and a half weeks. I know yeah. some of these players probably don't want to play the system he, he can see going forward uh, there's real question about some of these players character and uh, the motivation and I do feel for him in that respect but this is you've got two and a half weeks now whether it's here in Merseyside or whether they go abroad you've got all the time in the world to prepare for these two games and and as you were saying when we were walking down here mate it's, it, it's not even the results which are very very important it'll be the manner of them mm. you know it, it'd be the absolute manner of the performances in them so I actually think it's a good time for a break. Okay, uh, Sam, Kaz sneaked another question in there as well, and I'll, I'll let it slide. There we go. Does Silver have a problem with overtraining players? It's, it's, a, it's a question that can only be answered by the people who, who, who see the training sessions, isn't it? I think it's a, it's always a risky subject to start talking about training methods and, and, and whatnot when you can't see them. And, and obviously it's, it's just about delivering on the pitch, isn't it? And I think, yeah... I, only the players will ever know that. You know, these things tend to slide out after a manager <laughs> <Yeah>. leaves, isn't <laughs> it, sometimes? So what maybe- I will say is this is the, probably the first season in a long time where we haven't had a long-term injury or that many injuries. And we've played virtually the same players, haven't we? Now, I know we've had Coleman injured, who's back, and we've had James McCarthy injured, who's now back. But they weren't injured under Silver, were yeah. they? Remember the likes of under Moyes, like... God, we used to have yeah, terrible injury problems, didn't we? Yeah, after long term, yeah. Arteta had a terrible injury, Jags had a terrible injury. I mean, um, they missed the FA Cup final as well, didn't they, if I yeah. remember? And there was another one, a striker that we had, I can't remember it was. Couldn't um, be touching wood here for the amount of jinxes Kroll's putting on. Yeah, definitely. Probably have a full squad after this Liverpool game now. No, I don't know whether it's an improvement in fitness or what. I just, I've just noticed that you're going to pick up the odd injury, yeah. don't get me wrong, but... Like I think long-term injuries on the silver at the moment doesn't seem yeah. to be ex- existing. I think to, to to answer Carl's question there is just training methods or not. Whenever you turn out and whenever you're wearing the Everton shit, you should at least w- put down commitment and and, and passion, and, and and that's what we haven't seen. So, you know, that I think the Cardiff and Liverpool, you know, that team with the experience and the quality got do the basics right, and you'll beat Cardiff. That team with the quality and the experience they've got and that Goodison crowd behind them, if they play 100%, as we showed for 95 minutes of the derby at Anfield, we can, ma- we can match Liverpool on our day. And that's what we'll be looking to see. I think a lot of it will come down to performance. I think if, if, if Everton beat Cardiff, I think Silver would get away with getting beaten the derby if there's a performance like there was against Manchester City. And But again, thinking of losing to Liverpool again at the moment is is just horrible. So as an Evertonian, I don't think any of us can stand. So, given how close it'll be to the finishing line as well, 
Exactly, and, and as Wheelock said, you can almost kind of, although it's, you know, our season now has, has kind of been derailed enough that stopping Liverpool in the title might be some kind of small victory for us, so it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Paul, Steve, Stephen Kembry, obviously this is going to be your perception. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of our summer recruitment then, who do you think has the final say on transfers? Is it going to be a joint effort or do you think brands will be picking the players and telling Silva, go and coach them or will it be Silva saying I want this, I want that or what well, have you? This, this is an interesting one, this, and I've been thinking about it myself and that's why I'm a bit less emotional about Silva's position at the moment because really he's a first-team coach, isn't he? The fact that Brands is director of football and now he's on appointed to the board, mm-hmm. he is in control. You would imagine with all like footballing affairs with Mishiri obviously having the ultimate say, and it's almost like as Sam was touching on earlier, Brands can get a structure in place on and off the field about how we want our young players to play and the, all that pathway and everything that a director of football has to do. I'm not too concerned as much as it was previously about who was in charge because he's the man above him making those decisions, bringing the players in. So to, to kind of answer the question, I, I'm putting that on brands now. I'm putting that on brands and Silver. Obviously, he's going to have a say in it. You know, the fact that we brought Richarlison in the summer, I'm sure Silver played a big part in that, his relationship with, the, yeah. with the lad. But why put brands on the board? You know, he, to me, he's the... The it's a link, isn't it, between off-field yeah. matters and on-field on matters, surely? It, just, it depends on who's shaping it. It's, we've, we're definitely not the same club where David Moyes run absolutely everything. You know, have we moved to a model? I don't think we are there yet, but we may do in, in years to come, like like he had at PSV, you know. he He's he's the person for me, Brands. And then if Silver is more of a coach than a manager, Silver's remit is to make the players better and get results on the pitch. And if he's not doing that, you know what happens. Okay, there you go, Stephen. There's your answer. Um, Sam, Matt Cunningham. What is success then for the remainder of the season? What what would be, you know, saving the season as such be for you? Well, look, this morning we got up and I think if Wolves win the game in hand, they're nine points clear. So you think sneaking into Europe now in seventh place with the fixture got coming up would be near and on impossible. So a successful season for me now. Secured in the top half finish and, and, and playing the sort of football and showing the, the sort of performances that we did in the first half of the season. You know, I think I've seen a few fans kind of saying, you know, Pochettino lost 12 games in his first season. You know, we've also got to look, I think Liverpool finished eighth in Klopp's first season. But the problem was there is that you saw an identity and you saw something along the lines of what they were trying to achieve. And, you know, I think we all seen that for the first two or three months of the season. And my worry is that at the moment now, you know, you're losing games and you're kind of like, well, what was the tactic? What was the plan? What was his role? We, at the start of the season, we were pressing teams, we were playing some good football, we were scoring some nice goals. Now we're not doing that. You know, and, and you can't just lose games and, and, and be characterless. So I think to re- Silva's really got to hope and, and work hard on making sure Everton show what he wants the team to look like in his mould. Uh, and, and at the same time, ultimately secure... Results, I think, even at this point of the season, you, you could ultimately, if you are silver, think, you know what? Even if we can't play the most attractive football, let's just battle, let's just win, let's get the 40, 50 points just to take the pressure off him 
and go again in the summer. So I think a top half finish and being able to show uh, the kind of football and the kind of identity Silver wants between now and the next 12 games is, is ultimately what will save him from losing his job. I, I know personally, first and foremost, get to those 40 points. I know that may sound like a bit yeah. over dramatic because we're Everton on the table and the might seems below Everton, them. aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, we need, need to get those two or three wins first and foremost. But just in those five games, who's the Liverpool, United, Chelsea and Arsenal left, haven't we? Because we've played yeah. City. And Burnley. And, and Burnley at home. But out of the big ones, the big win ones. two of them. You know, because since City at home, 2017, the, on early in January, 4-0, Tom yeah. Davis, not being a result against one of the big six. I haven't even come close, and, really. And, and unfortunately, you look at it at the moment, Everton are not in terms of size, but in terms of their ability at the moment, in with Palace and Bournemouth yeah. and Watford. And that, that's horrible to say, but we are. It's reality, It's it? reality. And you look at all those clubs, they get a big result. Bournemouth beat Chelsea 4-0. Palace go to City and win. Leicester yep. beat City at home. So if you're not going to have a good season, which we're not, if you're going to be mid-table or lower mid-table, you need certain memories. And at the moment, I'm trying to think of the best memories from the season. Maybe there's two late goals against Palace, the two second-half goals against Bournemouth. I'm struggling yeah. after that. And, and, and OK, they were good performance in the Derby, Arsenal, United. I just think this, it's desperate for something to hang this season on. Yeah. So you're not going to get into Europe. Hopefully won't get, it won't need like two results in the last two games of the season to stay up memorable in that respect I think he needs to win one of those big games that would do me you know that would well it wouldn't do me because I'd still be unhappy but I think it'd be a bit of a saving grace so in short just beat Liverpool (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Um, okay Matt there you go there's your your answers Um, last couple now then Um, Sam Dewey Reese Owen as I said as we are officially not on to play for for the rest of the season and barring a co- complete capitulation, obviously in terms of relegation battle and stuff like that, should we not use this time to give as many of the under-23s a bit of time on the pitch? He's basically said, surely they'll fight and battle more than most of the current starting eleven. I think as Wheelock said, I just don't think it's time to be dicing with the under-23s while the situation is like this. You know, another two or three defeats and then you really are looking over your shoulder. So, no, I, I totally disagree with that one, I think. It's time now to, to sack off all this, you know, surely they'll fight because these lads are on 70, 80 grand a week. I want I want to see them fighting first and foremost. I think three players went over uh, to the fans at the Watford game and, and for me that's disgusting. I think that's pathetic. Uh, if you play for Everton and you, and you wear the Everton shirt and there's fellas, women, kids out there, you know, all these fans spending their hard-earned money to go down to London and watch it. You go over and, and, and you show your appreciation for the support no matter how miserable the performance you put in and the pitches or what stick you think you're going to get. So You've just got to face it, haven't you? Yeah. So these it. these lads are good enough footballers. We, we know they are. These lads get paid enough. We know they are. Obviously, they don't get, get asked to pay this amount of money, but they are. So the least they can do now is put 100% in on the pitch and, and they go and get those points to, A, keep us in the Premier League, which is such a ridiculous thing to be saying when at the start of December, I think we were six points off fourth and two they go out there and they show the qualities and they prove why next season because even now at the moment you start thinking you know Gilfie Sigurdsson had a great start to the season Michael Keane had a great start to the season again you're thinking are these lads good enough and if every single player at the moment can still still need to justify why they should be in the first team or at the club next season so for me it's a big challenge for all of them in the last 12 games and 
it's definitely not time to be starting to throw the kids in just yet because we need to stay in the Premier League. I almost want to applaud Sam for that rallying I know, cry there. Yeah, I know. Get him Give in the dressing room before in. the derby. Get me in. Tell me. <laughs> I'll do it. Silver out. <laughs> Carolyn. <laughs> Goalkeeper manager. <laughs> okay, uh, last question then. Uh, Paul, we'll go with you in this one. John Wardle. Um, are we stuck in a cycle of blaming the manager when in truth we are light years off the top six? I mean, how many years do you think we are or how many seasons are we now in terms of challenging for at least the top six top six place because we knew this season was always going to be realistically a seventh place finish obviously we're, we're below that slightly but you know even Man United they were terrible at the start of the season you know changing manager now really they should be challenging for the title when you look at the players that they've got we're just still light years away aren't we yeah definitely hard as it sounds to say light years away from Liverpool light years away from Man City in terms of quality of squad not in terms of light years away in terms of money from Tottenham but in terms of quality of squad yeah United Marino they've got did, their stadium already they've got the stadium they, they won't be spending money for a while but they, as long as they can keep the players that's the big thing with Tottenham so light years away from them United it's proven that they've got brilliant quality players certainly at the top end of the field and Solskjaer's got the best out of him Chelsea who knows with Chelsea you never know as long as Abramovich is committed and at the moment it seems to flicker from time to time you know how, how much money he wants to put in but I still think they're on a, another level Arsenal are the one Arsenal are the, a club I think can, can be caught they've obviously got a Bamiang they've got Lacazette but Ozil will be going soon they're losing a lot of money a week by all accounts they won't have a lot to spend in the summer relatively I don't think they are beyond the realms of catching because the more time you spend out the Champions League the further adrift they will get I think I think it'll become a top five before long it's not just a def- I don't I don't think it's a set in stone thing. No, I still think like what we've seen with Leicester season. I think, you know, even though it's Chelsea, I think one season, you know, one team might drop off. Uh, you know, may- maybe apart from City and Liverpool, as horrible as that is to say, just because they've got certain strengths in certain positions. I, I, I don't see how Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal just, yeah. at the moment can c- continue replicating it season in, season out. And, you know, I still think as bad as we've been this season, Everton another team most likely to I'm, get into I'm, that top six I'm, I'm not sure anymore I'm, I know that sounds sad we looked look broken I know I, know I am I am, I am but even I'm, after that rally no, well. no but I look at Wolves and they've got real money and they looked at, they weren't amazing at Goodison but they looked like a proper team well organised like they've just got bottle yeah, just turn yeah, up to away that, games and the, just go yeah. we'll have a go at this but that, that's what worries me how do you get that like, you know, every season it feels like it's going to have to be a turnover and a turnover and a turnover. And that's why it'd be great if Silver could get it right and build something for next season. Well, my concern it's, is that, like, you know, to use a phrase, you know, loosely that loosely our bottom could fall out of us do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the likes what happened with Villa and stuff like that spent a lot of money yeah. um, and just kind of hit a glass ceiling and it wasn't, you know, wasn't budging. And then the money stopped, which kind of is what happened to us now. You know, hopefully we put plans in place, the right people in place that are going to be able to arrest any any um, anything like that. But that's my concern that we, you know, we, we don't go any further than what we're hoping to, really. It's just hard. Like, Leicester was a true one-off. You know, Blackburn won it in 94, 95. But, but they, they were did well, have quality players, Leicester, though, as well. Yeah, Although, but, at the time, they probably... Yeah, people didn't know did he? but you look at Ranieri now and Fulham fans really don't like him he's not playing the best players he's playing bad football you just wonder I just think that was like a miracle I just genuinely think that was a miracle I think right, so, right, time, right yeah and everything fell into place Vardy will never play better they discovered Kante they discovered Mahrez Walsh obviously got a job off the back of it I 
we're we're a long way from the top six at the moment, I personally believe. But I don't think run correctly. They're still good at the club, but there's still a lot of work to be done. I think. I know it sounds mad. I don't know about you, you two, but I think if Lukaku was still at Everton, Cumin still be in charge, and we'd probably be knocking on the door. Yeah, of top well, six. a couple of the fans I, said that yesterday like, in the you podcast. Know, you know, because we wouldn't have wasted all that money, and we would have had a 25 goal a season strike. It's just those little things that can. But I would rather everything. have kept him for the two years that were remaining on his contract and let him go for free at the end of it because we wasted the 90 million anyway. Yeah. So it's all hindsight, isn't it? You, you know, I was saying to Phil at one of the matches the other day, you know, you can live in kind of alternative universes and think, you know, what if we kept Lukaku? What if Klassen and Sandro's stepped into a win team that was due instead of that bad start of the season? You know, what if Sandro got a couple of goals to build his confidence? What if Klassen set a few up? You know, we could sit here all day and talk about the the ifs, buts, and with the Lukaku one. Well, no, we, it was in our hands, wasn't it? You know, we knew no, he was a quality it's player. Not, though, is it because if a player like that wants to go? I, I don't he think he was under contract. He, he, no, he was under, you know, you just tell footy, him he's staying. Footy manager style thinking, isn't Liverpool it? did it with think... Luis Suarez, and he stayed for another season. And look what happened—he nearly won the league. I think it's a bit di- for a club like Everton. Once someone offers ninety million, I, I just don't think there's a player. No, no, but we, we I, I agree keep... with you. But that's small, small-minded, isn't it? Small, small club mentality. Not really, because I still think there's there's a club to. We st- there was still say there was still a sense we shouldn't have wasted that ninety million. We it was in our hands to spend that ninety million responsibly, not to keep Lukaku. You know, once we got ninety million for him, it was to go out and replace Lukaku, which we didn't do. But everything but a replacement, didn't we? Do you not do you not think Man United or a top team have ever tried to come in for Harry Kane and Spurs have stood the ground? I I don't know that. I, I, all I'm saying is that you can't knock the fact we we got nearly a hundred million for Lukaku. You can knock the recruitment after it. It's it's just interesting about like I do really believe what I was saying about Lukaku. Then you were talking about Pochettino. Pochettino did have an up and down first season. Like Silver's certainly is. I don't think it's as bad as Silver's has been. But he had Harry Kane. You know, and like we were saying about Klopp, and that's when people go, oh well, you know, Liverpool up and down season. Well, Klopp's a world class manager was proven before that. I think we're a bit different in that respect. I think we're not in the same position that Liverpool and Tottenham were in the first. So there's going to have to be a lot of hard work. But there are good players there. But Sam's right; they've got to show something between now and the end of the season. Absolutely. Well, strong end to the podcast there, guys. Um, very enjoyable chat. And um, to those listening, thanks very much for your questions. Um, that is now the end of the part two of the view from the Garda Street. Sam, Paul, thanks very much. Thank you, Cheers, mate. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.